Welcome to Cozy Content Corner. I am your host, Sarah Weiss of On Brand by Sarah. And if you like realistic conversation about social media, video marketing, personal branding, and everything in between, you have landed in the right place, my friend. We do not hold any ish back over here. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to episode three of the Cozy Content Corner. Y'all, I just have to say today is Easter. (laughs) I'm Jewish and my fiance is not, but his family wasn't really doing anything today and it's just a low-key day and I'm like, you know what? I have a semi-addictive personality and I can't do something a little bit. I need to like do it all the way. And so I'm going to finish recording episode three so I could get this podcast out on Monday. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. So thanks for hanging out with me. I know you're not watching this on Easter, but happy Easter if you celebrate, happy Passover if you don't, happy random day of the week if you're just like vibing out there like I usually am. (laughs) But that is what we're doing. And today we are talking all about how the fuck to storytell in your social media and your marketing. How do you incorporate storytelling into your marketing? We are hearing it all the time now, almost an obnoxious amount, which I'm kind of okay with because I love storytelling. Uh, But everybody's telling you, storytelling your marketing, storytelling your marketing. Well, how can you do that? What does that even mean? Do I like tell a story about what just happened to me at Starbucks? Do I tell my business story? Do I tell... Uh, about my deepest, darkest wound. Like, what do I say? And we're going to talk about all of that today. I have seven key points, seven things we're going to go into. I'm sure I'm going to go off and riff on some more because I'm so friggin' passionate about this topic. It has literally been probably the most impactful factor that has blown my business out of the water. Storytelling. So let's get into how we do this. First, I want to say it does not matter if you are a product-based brand, if you are a service-based brand, if you have a business and you have some kind of audience that buys from you, or even if you're a creator and you have audience members that you are relying on to consume your content or to use some affiliate links of yours, this is the podcast or video if you're watching this on YouTube for you. So let's get into the first tip that I have for you, which is to tell your personal story. I'm not talking about your brand story yet. I'm not talking about any of that. Tell your personal story. So when I say this, I mean, talk about things that don't have anything to do with business nothing. So what are some examples of this? I want you to tell me about the coffee creamer that you got from Marshall's that is so friggin' good. And I want you to share that on your stories, like your IG stories. I want you to talk about your chronic illness. I want you to talk about the music that you listen to. I want you to talk about what you do when the laptop closes, what you do with your kids or your dogs on the weekends. I want you to talk about the mundane, what people fail to realize is they don't need any kind of crazy story. You don't need a story like, I almost just got kidnapped at the Target. Let me tell you about it. Sure, that's a great hook. It's a great story, I'm sure. But people connect 
over the mundane, over the day-to-day. So I want you to share your personal story. I want you to let us in on like, who are you when the laptop closes? You're not working. I know for some of us, it's very hard. But what do we like to do? What do we what do we stand for? What do we what do we enjoy? Like what are some personal bits that you can just share with us? So that's the first thing. Forget about the business stuff and just share the mundane. Now, I know you're saying, "All right, well, how is that going to help me? I'm I'm a business. Don't I need to loop it back into business?" And we're going to get to that next, but here's the thing. When I go on to TikTok, Or when I go on to my Instagram stories and I share something that has absolutely nothing to do with my business. So nothing to do with video marketing. And I'm like, um, I'm trying ginger root for my migraines. Come with me and let's see how it goes. Or something like, I just texted my fiance and asked him if I could bring home this pregnant golden retriever uh, who wants to see his response. Those things have nothing to do with video marketing. But those things get people into your DMs, having conversations human to human. We're not trying to sell them something. We're not trying to shove something down their throat. They're just connecting to us as human beings. Okay? So share your personal bits. (laughs) Okay. The next thing is looping it back into business because we can totally do that. I do it all the time. So an example of this for me is... I I mentioned it before and I will mention it a million more times because it's a huge part of me, but I have two chronic illnesses. I have chronic migraines and I have fibromyalgia and I create content a lot of the time about how, how do you create consistently on social media while dealing with a chronic illness? So I'm talking about my chronic illness, but I'm also giving tips about how to create content when maybe you're in pain or you're low energy or you just can't show up for the day. So that is me taking my personal life, my personal struggles, and looping it back in to business. Another thing I've done with this, which is more of a positive light, is like, I am a huge Broadway musical fanatic. I'm a huge Broadway theater nerd. So I've done videos before where I talk about how Broadway stars are using social media to connect with their audience. And in turn, it increases ticket sales because people feel like they know (laughs) the stars of the Broadway show because they go live on TikTok. They make TikTok videos, they show up in their IG stories. So I am attracting people that are like, oh my gosh, I love Andrew Rannells in falsettos, or I love Lin-Manuel Miranda in Hamilton. But I'm also going to watch the rest of this video because I want to know what Sarah is going to say about how to form a deeper connection with your audience to sell your shit. I'm looping my love of musicals and theater into how to form a community on social media and video. Bada bing, bada boom, looping them together. That is also storytelling. The third thing that is super, super helpful is to kind of get a flow of your videos or a framework, if you will. (laughs) And we're going to talk all about hooks in a different podcast because that is a whole other beast. And I'm going to spill all the tea on that. 
But what I mean by the framework of your video is how are you laying out the story? How are you laying out the piece of content for it to make sense, for it to keep your audience watching, and for it to keep your audience captivated? So the thing is, especially on TikTok and short form video platforms, we only have about three to five seconds to loop people in, captivate them, and keep them watching. So I don't want you starting your videos with, hey guys, hey friends, sorry about my appearance, happy Saturday, just get right to the juice or right to the peak of your story. So the way that I like to structure this is I like to do a hook. So number one, a hook. That's the captivating statement that you make. Like you're losing out on money if you don't do X, Y, Z. Then I like to do a little bit of a lead in. So you can do a little bit of your story and talk about how, oh my gosh, I wasn't making you know, nearly as much money as I could have. And then I realized my full potential, blah, 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 blah. That's your lead in. Then get to the juice or your value. Get into the meat and potatoes of what is pre preventing your audience from making money and how you change that around for yourself. Then at the end, you can do your call to action, which is telling your audience what kind of action to take on your video before they leave. Or, or on your profile. So what I mean by that is like, are they going to the link in your bio? P.S. Don't say link in bio on TikTok. It's like a block phrase. Say like Bink and Lyo, go to my profile, go to that thing under my picture. Are you telling them to go to the Bink in your Lyo? Are you telling them to comment, like, share, save, follow? What are you telling them to do? Here's a little secret sauce tip. I have also found uh, success putting my call to action right after my hook. So an example of this would be, I found the absolute best podcast mic. Before I tell you about it, be sure to follow for all the podcast tips and then get into it because you have your audience captivated and hooked. And so telling them what action to take before you get into the juice, uh, I've seen tons of people taking action from that because it's like, oh, I'm still sticking around for that value or that juice that you're going to give me. But, oh, you told me to follow or save this so I can refer back to it. Let me do that really quick. So let's go through what a full example of this would look like. Again, so we're talking about the framework of your story. So I could start this with, if you're not creating content like this as a chronic illness business owner or as a chronic preneur, <laughs> uh, you are costing yourself a lot of energy. Before I get into this, my name is Sarah. I'm a social media strategist that specializes in video marketing. Be sure to follow for all the tea. Then I would get into, okay, here are some things that chronic illness business owners can do to save their energy. Uh, and then at the end, if I didn't say my call to action, I could say, if this was helpful, be sure to comment below which part was most impactful for you. So that way you kind of have a story in your head. And again, you can do this for business content, personal content, all the things. So get that framework down and don't worry, we will talk about hooks in an, uh, in a full other podcast episode because they are so, so, so important. The fourth thing is to show your personality. We can be creating videos with the best hooks ever, with the best juicy value ever. But if you are just staring at the camera with no personality and saying like, I'm about to change the way you lead your business. 
um be sure to save this video so you can look back on it later it's like hello where is the human are you in there is everything okay blink twice if you need help show your personality and you don't need to be like a loud crazy funny off the cuff kind of person but show your personality if if you have a dry sense of humor with your best friends try it out in your business content if you are just like sweet as apple pie convey that in your business content don't try and sound like all stuffy and professional people want to see the personality that honestly guys is why i am fine cursing in my content it's why i'm fine kind of being like a no bullshit kind of person because that's how i am with my best friends and i'm like if these people are going to be spending time with me on social media if these people are going to be working with me on their video marketing and storytelling i want to show them the version of myself that my best friends get. Because why am I going to hold that back? Like that is is such a big part of me and it's and it ends up drawing your ideal audience members, customers, clients to you and repelling the people that are not going to be a good fit with you. Because the worst thing that could happen, especially if you're a service provider, is like you present yourself as this very professional, stuffy, uh, you know, strategist. But deep down, you're like, all right, let's get to the F and T here. Here's exactly what you need to do. Blah, 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 blah. And then those people are like, what happened to that like super professional person that you're portraying yourself as on social media? That's not who I'm getting now. So it's so important to show your personality because it attracts the people that you want to attract and repels the people that you don't need in your life. <laughs> All right. The next thing, tip number five, is to highlight your values. So like your morals, your values. And I'm not saying you need to get like political up in here. Absolutely not. But I want you to talk about some things in the business space or even in your personal life that absolutely piss you the F off. I also want you to talk about things that absolutely light you up. So what are some examples of this? So for me, some things like in the business world that piss me off are like unethical bro marketing, cold DMs, all of that stuff. Some things that absolutely light me up in the business world are when people show up as their authentic selves, when people curse in their content, when people uh, show up with no hair and makeup done. And that goes the same for personal content. I am a former speech pathologist and advocacy in that space is still very, very important to me. So like I still in my content will talk about things that we can do differently with non-speaking autistic individuals or I will talk about things like uh different rights for different populations because that is important to me again you go as deep as you want and it could even be something like very surface level like 
I freaking hate that the coffee at Dunkin' Donuts tastes like sewer water one day and like a caramel dream the next day, <laughs> right? Like just talk about stuff that lights you up and pisses you off because again, that is going to draw your people to you, repel people that do not align with you away. And that is exactly what we want to do in our marketing. It's literally like our storytelling is almost doing the weeding out for us. Another thing that can absolutely help storytelling in your marketing, and this is something that I have been seeing more people doing, which I'm so happy about, is writing like you talk. So when you're writing your emails, when you're writing your website copy, when you're writing your captions for Instagram, I do not want to read something that sounds like an infomercial sales pitch. I want to read something like, hey, bestie girl, I have the seven best tips for getting your videos found on Google. Let me tell you about them. Like, I want you to write like you talk. One, that is going to just make your audience feel closer to you and make them feel like you guys are friends. Two, it's going to help you stop using jargon, using business and industry jargon like funnels and copywriting and this, that, and the other. That stuff is often not words. They're, they're, they are not words that people are going to search for if they're looking for you. So for example, I'm working with a speech therapist right now that is launching courses. I asked her if she had a copywriter for her website and she thought I meant like legal copywriting, almost like trademarking and rightfully so. When I was just a speech therapist, I did not know that a copywriter was somebody that was a writer. I, I would have also thought that it was somebody that does trademarks or legal stuff. So writing like you talk is absolutely going to help you take some of that jargon out and put some of those more juicy keywords into your content that your audience would actually search for. The next thing and the last thing that I want to leave you with is to tell customer and client stories. So we're all about telling our own stories. If we've got that mastered, great. If not, keep listening to this podcast. I got you. <laughs> but being sure to tell customer and client stories. And that can be the same as thinking about telling our stories. It can be business stuff. It can be personal stuff, or it can be a combination of both. So what I mean by business stuff is I want you to talk about what your client or customer's life was like before they started working with you or buying from you and after. Or you can talk about the types of clients that you serve. You could say, like, what do they do for their profession? Um, do they also love watching Vanderpump Rules on Bravo? Like, what do they love to do when they're not working? And then you can loop the two together. It's the same thing as telling stories about ourselves. But social proof, meaning showing those client stories and testimonials are so important 
And a way to make them more impactful is including some of that personal storytelling along with the business stuff. So let us know, are, th are they a mom? Are they a busy mom? Do they also have a chronic illness? Are they somebody that travels an F ton and they really, really needed you to take this off their plate because they didn't have time? Loop the business and personal stuff together, but also don't be afraid to just share the personal bits because that's also very, very impactful. All right. I want you to take this juicy knowledge, let it resonate, let it marinate. If anything resonated with you or you have any follow-up questions or you want to discuss the scandal that is currently happening in the Vanderpump Rules community, if you know, you know, head over to TikTok or Instagram. Shoot me a DM at Sarah on all platforms and I will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Cozy Content Corner. If you liked it, please be sure to give the show a follow and leave us a rate and review. If anything resonated with you from this episode, please come over to TikTok or Instagram and tell me about it. Until next time, my friend.